Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back with another episode of Startup Hustle live from the Fund Conference. Matt DeCourcy here. And before we get started, I want to remind everyone that today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we have partnered with the Fund Conference here in Kansas City. If you want more information about that, go to fundconference.com. So with me today, I have got some interesting entrepreneurs who make an interesting product that I'm pretty sure you are going to want to rush out and buy. I'm here with the guys from Man Can Wine. So let me introduce Graham Veazey, who's the CEO. And is it Hamilton Fisk, Bigger the Sixth? That is accurate. Yes. yes. I told him. I, I... <laughs> Otherwise known as Fisk, who is the president. But these guys make a very important product, wine in a can. Awesome wine in a can. Yeah. Award-winning wine in a can. I want to hear all about that. Well, so. the beauty is the simplicity. It's just 100% California wine in a proven package, which is a 12.7-ounce can. And you crack it open and whack it back. And we deliberately stuck with the staple. So we've got a red, a white, a fizz, which is our white with bubbles, and then a rosé because you need to have the pink. And that's what I'm holding. I'm holding a pink can of man can wine. Isn't it beautiful? It is. That's my dog, Gracie. I was going to say, well, it's got a dog on it, and I was yeah. a little unsure about where the dog came from. That's Gracie, uh, named after Elvis Presley's Graceland. Okay. That's the firehouse that we're headquartered in. It was originally built in 1854. And despite the fact that all of our wines created in Sonoma County in California, the and heart of wine country... We distribute in Napa County, but we're in 30 plus states. Our headquarters is in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. And that's where Fisk and I met when we were in grade school at camp on the shores of Lake Erie. And we've been pals ever since. And we wanted to create a product that gave us an excuse to drink on the job. Yeah, I I, I hear you. Um, I won't drink on the job today, but I kind of want to. You you should do what you want. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Interesting thing. That is the pinkest pink that can be printed on aluminum. That, really? Yes. We uh, <laughs> we asked for blaze pink, and that's that's as bright as they can get. Uh, it's definitely pink. Now, let me see the other can here. So so this here is our 87-point Best Buy uh, from Wine Enthusiasts. That's our Fizz. Uh, it's a un-oak Chardonnay Viognier blend, but we're intentionally non-vintage, non-varietal. We didn't want to make it too complicated. If you're going to like awesome wine in a can uh, with bubbles, you're going to love that one. I'm posing for pictures with your wine here. You look good. You, yeah. you, sh- you should be one of our hype men. I, I think I just became one. I um, dig it. So I met Fisk last night at a cocktail party, go figure. Um, and on the, you know, Shocker. So, uh, well, he was talking to uh, a, a Startup Hustle alumnus, Andy Talbert, who's the founder of Snow Pops, the adult popsicle company. And, uh, you know, uh, Andy was kind enough to bring us uh, a case of Snow Pops, of which... I largely hoarded and brought home for my wife, but I called her on the way home and I, I said, Jill, I know you like snow pops, but I met the wine in a can guys tonight. And she was like, did you get some free wine? And I was like, no, but maybe, but this is probably what we need. So I, I think you know two guys there. yeah, yeah. In, in very we, close proximity. Uh, who could make that 
I like that, that. That hope of reality. So for those of you listening, you know I love it when you are interactive. So you can go to mancanwine.com, and that is just like it sounds, M-A-N-C-A-N-Wine.com. They're also on the gram at at man can wine while you're there check us out we'll have post some pictures of the wine you can see how pink the rosé can is i like this gold can you know i'm wearing gold shoes right now so i might go with that but we'll post this at at startup hustle podcast so and we've gotten gold medals in terms of the quality of our wine at competitions and that's that's the beauty of it so you know we laugh and it's wine in a can but we definitely punch above our weight class so we've got two of those coveted best buys from Wine Enthusiast Magazine. And we knew that as the first exclusive canned wine, we had to make sure that we were putting a quality of juice in every can that not only we were proud of, but that we wanted to drink every day too. Okay. So it's a little bit selfish. It's like we wanted to create the product that we'd be in our everyday go-to at our fridge, at our office, when you're walking the dog, if you're a soccer dad, millennial, if you're at Brown Stadium drowning your sorrows in terms of how they've not shown up and played this year, this just looked disappointingly away. I just looked out the window. So, so before we before we get into that, let's go. Let's let's back up because I'm going to ca- catch some backstory here. Um, you guys said you met at camp, but I'm pretty certain that you weren't sitting outside of a canoe by the lake, going, "You know what? When we grow up, we're going to make a wine and a can company." So how did you even get started with this? Well, Fisk was at business school out in Denver, and I was doing some historic renovations of buildings in a neighborhood called Hingetown in Cleveland and was covered in construction dust on a Sunday, went to the neighborhood bar, was craving wine. There were all these craft beers and cans, and I wondered, why isn't there wine in a can? And I pulled out my iPhone, and I searched wine in a can and canned wine. And the only thing that popped up was a little pink can of Sofia Coppola that actually comes with a straw. And I thought, that's not, I want it in a beer can. I want to be able to be at this dive bar, order a wine, have something that's good, fulfill my desire. And I called Fisk up and I said, what do you think about starting a wine in a can company? And he said, sign me up. So that's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that started a year and a half odyssey of finding a winemaker in wine country who shared our philosophy and ethos, making sure that we were creating a supply chain that could keep up with demand because we really believed in the whole notion of taking the chore out of drinking wine and putting awesome wine in a can. And we launched in the fall of 2015, literally going store to store, bar to bar in San Francisco and the Bay Area while living out of a 1969 Corvair Ultravan, which is like an RV out of the Jetsons. It's one of those retro RVs that have a lot of rocket-like curves to it. And we started by going store to store, bar to bar, and now we're in over 30 states with key partners like Meyer, Whole Foods, Walmart, Giant, Lucky's Market, and are proud about how we've grown and really excited about our growth trajectory right now. Actually, okay. it's, it's probably trajectory, not trajectory. That's probably accurate. Well, ask the business school guy. Well, I make, yeah. I make pro directions or pro directions, <laughs> projections on our trajectory. Nice. Wow. I bet, you just heard it here first. So if you can drink five cans of wine and then say that five times really quickly. My record six. Is six cans of wine? Yes. Or saying it six times in a row? No, that that's, that's my personal consumption record are the wow that i gotta be honest that sounds a little low 
Well, yeah, like I've, done, I've done do eight. Better. I've yeah. done eight. Is that? And, and I probably yeah. I'm 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 a smaller guy, and then Fisk. Not so a six pack of cans of of this is how like how many bottles of wine is three? That? Oh oh really? Yeah, each can's half a bottle. Oh well, then congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's wow, a, your face just turned yeah. drastically, and all of a sudden from disappointment to excitement. Well, and I maybe not as much excitement as uh, admiration. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been there. <laughs> I admire Fisk too. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, I think it's funny. I I don't drink a lot, but when I do, I'm well equipped to uh, go all in. That's good. Well, you yeah. know, we we looked at the data, and the average millennial drinks three point one servings per sitting, and our can is, I would say, a heavy pour. We call them a Florida pour. Uh, you're supposed to be drinking man can directly from the can, but if you take a man can, open it up, and pour it into a stemmed glass you're going to fill it 90%. So that's usually a home pour or Florida pour. When you crack open a man can and drink one, uh, you're going to definitely feel good when you're done with it. So, um, you know, one thing I've always noticed when it comes to judging how, what a true glass of wine is and, and for, and Jill, if you're listening, <clears throat> yes, I am talking about you right now. Um, <laughs> just cause you have a giant glass, and then you fill it up with like a gallon of wine. I'm talking like I think my wife might. Is it, it still a glass? She, she would take a fishbowl with the stem on it and be like, I only had one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and I'm proud of you too. And we've made a product for her. Uh, Jill. One can. Yeah. Jill, this Just, is for you. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that she would love. Well, she was really excited about the concept. Um, I think it's also, it, you know, this is, this sounds kind of trivial, but um God, we're going to sound like such drunks. So, you know, storing wine bottles is not like, I mean, it, it, they're awkward. That's they're, why they, they're weirdly yeah. shaped and you can't lay them on the side and stack them that well. Well, and even your fridge isn't designed for them. Right. So think about, you know, right. even, not only storing them when you're about to get them in the fridge, but once you get them in the fridge, you're like moving the lettuce container and the ketchup. It just, it's a mess. So, we just don't even keep food. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> Just liquid See, diet. Yeah. 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 These were grapes once. Yeah. That's crazy. So, all right. So obviously uh, uh, we're here at a, and once again, we're at the fund conference in Kansas city, kind of doing some on location recording. I was a panel moderator this morning at the also coveted eight thirty AM spot. We, we caught it at about eight forty five. Yeah. You and about 30 other people. Maybe. And you know, the crazy thing, the mayor was here before that, but, and that's not to reflect it. It's just hard to get people in it. Well, especially it, it really, yeah, when you know, they're cocktailing late. Yeah. So, you know, the fun conferences, this is the first time in Kansas city, these things, uh, anytime you do them in a city, they take, they take a little bit to kind of pick up, but, uh, check out fun. Cause it might be coming to your city. They, uh, they get huge crowds in, in Miami, Chicago, Austin, and Denver. Um, and we're glad to see him here in KC. Um, one of the things that it's, like I said, the fund conference, uh, the episode that is going to be ahead of this in the feed and in front of you guys is going to be with the guys that founded it. So, uh, finding capital to do things is a challenge sometimes. Now you talk about being, by the way, it was a very unlikely story. I'm covered in construction dust. I went to the local bar and I said, man, I really just want wine in a can. I wanted wine. You don't say that a lot. 
But yeah, I, I do considering well, it's you just might. part of our it's brand true. story. But yeah, I, I, I think that there's plenty of people who, if given the choice, would love to have wine. But so many venues just discount sure. it and say, oh, we don't have a wine program. And it's usually bars and casual spots. And we're not trying to replace the whole ritual of opening up a nice bottle of wine at Dude, a it's not white con- cloth It's dinner. not convenient, man. Right. We were, we were, and we'll talk about venues in a second. Cause I, I was told that you guys have distributorship. Well, let's just talk about it now. We have, you have a distributorship with uh, one of the teams in Cleveland. Oh, well, the, yeah, Cleveland Browns, real great partners of ours. We broke all the records at Brown stadium. So first energy stadium, not too far from the firehouse that's on every can. They did not do wine well. And no stadium does wine well, because if you think about the experience of getting a bottle that may have been open since the Sunday before at the other game, and they poured in those plastic cups that are crappy, that if you sneeze too hard, they crack and you walk through the crowd and half of it ends up on your sneakers and you sit down and all of a sudden you've got a couple sips of crappy wine left, where if you go up to the concessionaire they crack open a can of man can. They give it to you. You can brave through the crowds. It's the best buy wine enthusiast rated and people enjoy it. So they're going to get another one when they're four hours at uh, the stadium. So you know, we've gotten in venues like Brown Stadium, but House of Blues is a spot that we're in. We're in some uh, baseball parks across the country. And then you know these on-premise are great wins for us and we're at a ton of different events, but it's the off premise. So it's a grocery chains that we've been doing really well in. And it's the Myers, the Hannaford's in new England, the giant in mid Atlantic, the whole foods in three of five of their regions. And you know, we, we, we do a ton of tasting so that people can realize that there is an ability to put a really high quality product in a can and it dispels some of the, the dispels some of the myths of oh does it have a tinny taste no there's a coating on every can the whole notion of being able to lock in a universal drinkable blend in every can and you get folks that are fans and you want more fans and super fans so it's been a really fun journey over the last 4 years as we've continued to grow the brand and we've learned things along the way we started with four packs and realized that people weren't doing the math. Nobody's dividing by four what that four pack is. And we would move more cans when there were singles versus four packs, even though the quantity of a four pack is obviously four to one. And so that was a pivot that we made. Uh, we're really aggressive in terms of our price point. So we're everywhere from three ninety seven on the shelves of Walmart to four ninety nine for the, for a can for a can. And yet, as we've talked about punching above our weight class, you're you're getting the value of a twenty dollar bottle of wine. Yeah, and then also to I'm looking at the can. And I'm back to I'm back to pink. Um, and by the way, I thought when you were talking about you were just talking about the cans in the football stadium and cracking under pressure easily. I thought you might have been talking about the Browns for a little bit <laughs> after Monday night's game. <laughs> um, I, I, but, I don't even think they cracked under pressure. They just didn't feel any pressure when yeah, they showed up. Yeah. So, um, so I'm looking at this, and this says this is 12 and a half percent alcohol. That means that one of these cans, which is like the size of a beer can, is two and a half beers. Um, and that, that could probably catch up with you pretty quickly. I didn't realize that two of these cans, and now that I stack them on top of each other, I can see how they are, could be a bottle of wine. Yeah. It's amazing what happens when you get rid of 
the glass. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And the weird, and the shape of, I mean, sure. Yeah. It, it's a beginner's mistake to channel the muscle memory of drinking <laughs> at a pace that would be a light beer. So we always suggest people realize that it's 12.5 ABV, realize the fact that, you know, when you crack it open, you shouldn't be drinking at the same pace as a your five ABV light beer. And if you don't take those warnings, you've got a really good buzz. And uh, then you're talking about how quickly you just drank 12.7 ounces of wine. Well, uh, you know, this is all, this is really interesting. So, you know, here's a question, you know, you, I, I, you seem to be pretty well equipped to answer the, all right. So wine in a box. I mean, let's be real. People aren't like, yeah, yeah we, I was we really slapped cr- so I was much cr- different. I was crushing that. that wine in a box and it was probably the best wine that I've ever had. Um, you know, and like, so, you know, what are some of the things that you have to do to, to, or what have you done to work around that? So uh, this is not a sound effect. This is the real thing. So you hear that crack? That is. I'm looking over awesome. at Breland, our show producer, who is smiling. She very like, impressed. She's exuding this just happiness because we've opened the wine. So that was nitrogen escaping from the rose can that we've been commenting on. And we're very deliberate in terms of our packaging. So we dose every can with nitrogen to lock in that flavor profile and create an enormously shelf stable product i kind of want to just drink them just to make that sound did you that just, was powerful did you just check your watch to see if it was appropriate for you to start drinking yeah yeah <laughs> yeah basically i looked at well actually i was going to encourage one of my employees to try the wine um it is five o'clock somewhere i know yeah well we have an office in the philippines and there it's uh past midnight yeah so i definitely. mean we work on a couple different time zones so i'll try this hang on so that's our rosé, and the whole notion is when we launched, we wanted to make sure that we stuck with the staples because people – wine can be – It's. I, I took a small sip. You took a small sip. We I'm probably going to be on, on a – uh, It's going to turn into to, a bigger we'll, sip we'll later. Do a, we'll do an episode in about four hours, which we'll just – if you see one in the feed that just says eight cans in. Listen. Click on it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I would definitely click on it. So we, we were deliberate in terms of making sure that we're locking in that taste profile. Uh, we're coming out in first quarter of next year with a line extension, Graham and Fisk's wine in a can. It's a smaller can, really focused on that on-premise play. And so as we continue to hustle as entrepreneurs, which is a real tenant of our um, overall being, you know, we love to out-hustle folks, so it's very appropriate to be on this show right now. And uh, we talk about it even when we're pitching selling man can into a grocery store. We said, you know, we will out hustle, be it with tastings or other events or digital marketing where we're geofencing these locations. And it's something we really pride ourselves on. So uh, we've been called tenacious on multiple accounts. And that is something that we wear with a very uh, serious badge of honor. So. Our listeners know that we like to play mixtape the game, and I think you guys are pretty perfect for this. Um, you probably haven't heard of mixtape. You go to mixtapethegame.com, and the reason that, you know, we normally save this for the end of the episode, but this is a game that is likely played while drinking. Um, All right, so, if, if you insist. So, yeah. 
that was the fizz opening up. I, uh, well, I figure I'll join you. Yeah. So anyway, so with mixtape the game, and you see here, I've got my deck of mixtape cards. We have the digital version coming to this soon, which is going to be a real good time because you can play with people that aren't in the same room. Um, so I'm going to read a scenario. And with that, all three of us are going to name a song that we feel is appropriate. And then we will vote. You cannot vote for yourself. Okay. So I'll go ahead and read it. So what song would you have played defending the Alamo? Glory days. <laughs> Disarm smashing pumpkins. Oh man. And you know, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, so, and I'm usually not, not one to, I, I want something with a battle. I think I'd go with the final, final countdown. I, I'll because we know how the Alamo ended up. Yeah. So it was a final countdown. So all right. I'll so, vote for you. So uh, uh, thank you. I, and I think it decides depends which side of the Alamo you were on. I, that's a good point. But either either way, you have final countdown to victory or destruction. So it, it, um, it's a countdown and, and, nonetheless. And before I cast my vote, what was your what was your selection again? It's glory days. Glory days. The boss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure those were the glory days. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Not 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 too many friends from high school. So, and you already voted for me. Yeah, I did. And yours? I think I picked a song based on title. And it was? Disarm. Okay. From Smet. But I think if you dive deeper. And I'm, I'm struggling to place that uh, uh, and sing it. So you might have to sing it. I don't know. There's but... zero chance that's going to happen. Oh, come on. Drink some more. <laughs> drink some more rosé, dude. Yeah, I brought two cans. I we're, brought we're sitting here drinking wine. What's, up, what's, what's in that coffee cup, dude? Unfortunately, it's it's fun, I was going to say probably wine. <laughs> When I saw Fisk last night, he may have had a few cans of this. Well, I, if he didn't, I'd be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, well, I'm going to vote for Glory Days because I don't know the song that he picked. And that's why the digital version of Mixtape will win. Now, here's the thing. Now, now you're in a very powerful position here, Fisk. You can pick the winner. Oh. Yeah, I'm going Final Countdown. I, I, I love I, it. I think yeah. that's good. I yeah. love it. Right, so, um, well, and I win again. So, <laughs> well, you, you were winning when we all sat down together and started drinking wine. I, totally. So, with with a victory comes the firing of the money gun. Which, by the way, if anybody listening has not gone on the website to see a picture <laughs> of said money gun, uh, if do they so listen now. regularly, I hope that they will. That's at Startup Hustle Podcast. So, I've fired this thing a lot. Um, so, the real question, and as people are surrounding us to videotape this. I feel like Fisk is going to really have it. And, and Fisk actually is very, you know, he's an outdoorsman. So, yeah. The... Fire, fire away, buddy. It really is a money gun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that happened. There's a $2 bill in there. And it is. Luck. And, you know, that's an eye for quality if I've ever seen one. So. Well, and, and the good part about it is, you know, we're here trying to have folks show us the money yeah and so you know when we met last night outside of the elevators we'd created a de facto man can vip lounge because we knew we had True. a captive audience i True. think we were on the seventh floor yeah and i couldn't get out of there without passing through it well, so d- well done. we basically were like hey are you guys interested in deploying any capital yeah. and, and when people said no i'm an entrepreneur as well we we're like okay here's the elevator button but then we got a couple people who said no we're, we're actually interested and all of a sudden we had multiple people miss the elevator two, three, four times. And hopefully we'll be able to tell that story with an actual placement of 
a capital investment in man can because we're out there fundraising because as we work to be the brand that's synonymous with wine and a can, we've got to support all these key accounts. We've got to make sure that we're getting our story out there and we're appreciative of being on your show to help do that. But we need to have, see... have you raised capital to date? Yes, we have. Can we talk about that or is it secret? We did it through Seed Invest okay. uh, in one of the rounds. So that made it very public. Uh, so we're not saying anything that's sure. not on. Well, we don't have to talk about amounts. I was really c- kind of getting into so any type of funding that you're seeking, it's different. You know, getting a getting investors. So right now, everyone wants to invest in software. I mean, let's just get that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I own a tech services company. I own a couple different software platforms, and my co-host, who's not here at the moment, is my business partner. And some of them, he owns software companies. Um, but the approach to funding is different for a product. I mean, first off, you have to find someone who actually will invest in a product and then it's alcohol related. And then, you know, some of the things I would imagine that are challenging is like theoretically, like your competition is like Anheuser-Busch or someone. Miller Coors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and if they uh, so. Which intimidates certain potential investors. Right. And let's talk about that. So where where what have been some of the uh, challenges you've had with fundraising or some of the wins? I'll just build on your comment. You, people are so tech obsessed, be it you know, mostly software. And so being from the Midwest, we found that a lot of the folks that would do a pre-seed round or a seed round, they are wholly focused on technology. And in one of the panels today, I raised my hand and, and asked the folks that predominantly were talking about Kansas City investment, and they were talking about tech. So what about a consumer product good? You know, we're from Cleveland. We've had some challenges raising money locally. And they said, well, just call your awesome wine in a can a technology play, which... <laughs> So you're like the we work of wine in a can then. Yeah. Good job. Like, But right. but yeah, we, we wouldn't be able to do that. But I think that uh, their suggestion was you got to go to the coasts, get outside validation, and then go back. And, and that's what you know, we found the vast majority you know, of our capitals. You come from folks that understand that there is a real potential return on a consumer product good when you get mass market. And they're not intimidated by the fact that you've got the Anheuser Bushes or the Miller Coors. They see those folks as potential uh, acquisition sure. um, elements. Well, and the, and you know those companies are going to want to buy uh, companies like yours that already have uh, built some kind of brand. One of the things that's difficult. So, you know, when we you remember, we'll we'll go back to Fisk's days at business school, and you remember you're doing these projections, and there's this like line item on your balance sheet that is known as goodwill. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, but, it, but your the value of your brand is another like intangible, like what's the value of the brand name Google? Well, it's billions. Cause if they put their name on a product and it's sitting next to another product, a, a lot of people are going to get the one with the G on it. And, you know, so, but that makes it really difficult. Well, building a brand can be expensive and it's difficult. And, and then the value of it's like super intangible. So, you know, what, what importance do you guys put on the actual brand building? And I love the name man can, cause it's kind of like, Hey, like, Hey men. Yeah, we put, can. We, we put like, a stake in, in the ground. There's a rhyme to it. And, we don't and by the ourselves. way, will one of you guys try this? Who's willing to try it? I've never seen Breland move this quickly. Kidding. But all right, you go ahead. And I'm gonna we'll get the feedback there in a second. Yeah, the the whole notion is, you know, as as we continue to build Mancan, it's something that you'll remember. There's a rhyme to it. Uh, you've got uh, about a fifty-five forty-five male to female 
demographic that are our consumers. And I think that's because women are more likely to try something called man can than men are likely to try something called little black dress or Chloe or white girl rosé. Were those names that you ran up the flagpole and you're like, no, they're brands out there. Oh, they are. Okay. That do really well. Kung Fu girl. Another one. I'd drink that. All right. Or fight that. (laughs) Or get get into a Kung Fu fight. Yeah. I mean, if I got beat up, I'd want it to be like by a Kung Fu lady for yeah. sure. And you could drown your sorrows then with a man can. Man can. Yeah. yeah. I'd be into that too. So hang on, let's get some feedback. I'm going to, I'm going to have to uh, juice up a mic here. Yeah. No, you Breland. There we go. All right, Breland. What did you think? It was really weird drinking wine from a can, but it was delicious. Weird. Good. Like, yeah. 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 Weird in a good way then. Totally. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've only ever had like wine from a bag or wine from a bottle or glass. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Breland's actually our in-house expert on on boxed wine. Okay. In college, we totally would have bought (laughs) boxed wine and taken it out of the box and put it in our purse, and it would have been great to have cans. Yeah. We like to say that we slap different. (laughs) Exactly. So pink or gold? Ooh, I like Viognier, so I'd say gold. You like what? The Viognier. It's a bridal. It is right. This show it's is really in good. English. Yeah, well, I know we have listeners all around the world, but it was really good. They weren't too sweet, which I love, and yeah, I totally drink it. Do you like well, how she just she just yeah. blew that off? She she's yeah. basically just earned a man can shirt because she's now an hey. ambassador. There you go, that. boom. I boom. worked at a winery for a long time, so this look is at that. Really cool. Look she, at that. She's got some street cred. Yeah. yeah. So does that make you a what is it a sommelier? sommelier. No, See. I wish. Well, fi- like Fisk's. That's like one of three words I know in French. Like? Fisk's essentially a sommelier. He, he worked at the Little Nell in Aspen. I am not a sommelier. Are you <laughs> sure as you close are. As it gets? <laughs> I'm like, at this table, you. yes. So, so I'm if you go, drinking a lot of wine, I believe that. Yeah. So that yeah. should make uh, that makes me almost. A I think it's important to test the quality of your product. Oh. I mean, I wouldn't like buy beer. Daily. I wouldn't buy beer from a brewer that wasn't like well that didn't look like he drank a lot of beer he's like yeah this is great i'm like you are way too thin bro and i'll, I'll get home and, and crack open a man can and my wife's like seriously i'm like honey i'm working yeah i'm working i know i know i i think that that's an important lesson for all of us so if you want to see breland with a can of man can and the new man can t-shirt is that a real thing yeah for sure at start a puzzle podcast uh you can check out more about what these uh innovative gentlemen are doing by going to mancanwine.com uh you can find this in a you said 30 states so 30 states so look for it you can go on boxed which is an online platform that they sell cases of mancan you can go on there you go group on uh, that's another online platform go to mancanwine.com and majority of the states we can ship direct which is exciting uh, four packs mixed four packs eight packs cases and but look, people, when you go out to buy a man can, go big or go home. And if you go to buy it and yeah. it's not at the store, ask for it. It's yeah. the biggest mover. Like yeah. pe- People are like, oh, does that really matter? It matters big time. If somebody who goes to a store often and is a recognizable customer and they ask, hey, hey do you have any man can? It, it will move the needle and get it there. So I have a question in conclusion here. Fisk, is your life different now that you fired the money gun? It's projectively different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a great answer on so many different levels. Well, hey guys, I know that. Uh, so you know, normally we take these episodes a little a little longer, but um, we're here to uh, uh, 
get funded at this conference and talk to people about stuff. And it's almost time for you guys to do that. And yeah, it's, we're, no, we were drinking. Before we woke now. up and we were doing it. Yeah. yeah it's know. not about time. It's yeah. always time. Yeah. It, well, and it's funny because the best time to raise capital is always now. Yeah. Or yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah or yesterday. <laughs> do it before you run out of money. Yeah. Anyway, see, see y'all next time. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.